Good morning. It is about 6.30, I guess. 6.27, I think. <coughs> January 14th, 2014. It is a muggy 48 degrees out here. With the wind chill, they say it gets down to 48 degrees here. It's darker than usual for this late in the day. Which sounds like a strange thing to say. But there it is. I uh, deliberately waited to start up the video this, uh, this time. Instead of right out the door, immediately start it up. Um... And I had several reasons for that. Partially because I wanted to avoid doing all of the um. I get the feeling that I run out of things to say and that I'm trying too hard to filler it with whatever's running through my head. And I mean, I know it's supposed to be stream of consciousness anyway, but you gotta figure after a while I get pretty boring. Also, one of the things they say on patio books is that you should keep your podcast down to 30 minutes because that's the average time of a commute. And while I doubt anybody is listening to this on their commute, and I hope nobody is uh, watching it on video during their commute, um, uh, at the same time, I figured 30 minutes sounds like a nice round number. Somewhat better than 40. Then of course, there's Nathan, who does 20 minutes on his. I never quite understood why, but I think that gets back to the whole, if I do 40 minutes, I start blathering. Or else I just give a whole lot of dead air, and I don't want to do that. So anyway, instead, I decided to walk in silence with my good friend, Mr. Jasper here, not shown. Uh, and uh, decided to just walk in silence for a little while. It seems like a Zen meditation thing. until you realize that it's actually the way most of the world normally lives. Anyway, let's see. Have not gotten my thousand words today. Not feeling too happy about that. I actually slept in, slept all the way to 6 a.m. Because I was feeling beat. I don't know if it's a seasonal effectiveness, affective disorder or whatever, but I have had the worst time pulling words out this last couple of days, even when it was really good. Even when the parts that I was writing, I was writing were really working out and sounding really awesome. It still just felt like pulling teeth. <sighs> so yeah, and yesterday was a fairly emotional day. Um, uh, 
Let me tell you a little story. Uh, so for Christmas, I got my mother a porch swing. My mother's living in a assisted living area and it's not great. And if we could find a way to help her out of it, we would, but we don't have money anyway. It's not terrible. I just know that it's not ideal. I know that she's not having as much fun as she'd like. This is not how she planned to spend her life. And uh, so we try to make it better. So for Christmas, I got her a porch swing. It means that she can sit outside and just rock back and forth. And, and it's just a big deal to her. It's, it's huge. She, it gives her a level of freedom she didn't have before. It gives her an opportunity to just rest and stay outside and enjoy the sun and all that. And anyway, I was very proud of that. I, I haven't gotten anything that nice for in a long time. I mostly have to like say, I don't know what she wants. Let's just go with jewelry, I guess. Which seems very impersonal to me. So, so this was nice. Unfortunately, it came disassembled. But not a problem. We got family in the area. My brother lives in town and he's very big on his bodybuilding stuff, but he's very proud of that kind of thing, so I figured he would be able to help us out. Now he's also been something of a brat for most of my life. So when I contacted him, I was thinking like, look, I'm going to give this a shot. If it doesn't work, I'm just going to hire somebody out there in San Antonio to do it for her. And uh, to my great surprise, he said, absolutely, I'd be glad to help. Felt like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. But he did. He showed up, spent a couple hours putting it together. It's a big deal to my mother. Everybody's happy. So, I forgot to get him anything for Christmas. And that's my fault. That's on me. That was, I dropped the ball. I didn't get him anything for Christmas. I didn't get his wife anything for Christmas. Which got worse because for some reason this year, he went out of his way to get great things for my family. He got the EP, something really nice. Got us both something really cool. It was really kind of wild. I, I didn't expect that. And because we don't have a really close relationship. I mean, it's partially political 
because, you know, in my house, I'm considered the most liberal one because uh, Ali is a much more conservative libertarian than I am. I'm very much a socially liberal libertarian. And uh, so, yeah, I'm considered liberal compared to them, but uh, I mean, in my house. But, morning. No problem. And I'm definitely liberal compared to my mother. But, uh, I'm way too conservative for my brother. He, he thinks... I'll give you an example. My brother married an African-American. Okay. They found out that we were voting for Ron Paul. So he calls me a racist. And I'm like, how, how does that work? My brother comes back with, he voted against the Civil Rights Act. That makes you a racist, Brand. And now, I made the argument that any law that gives something to someone else or takes something from someone else based solely on their skin is a racist law. Any law that specifies a group for special treatment is racist. And so, anyway, that's the Ron Paul argument. We're called racist because we don't believe in giving preferential treatment to anybody, which is odd. But anyway, so it's that kind of thing. Uh, I'm racist, I'm a warmonger, which is ironic because we want out of the war. Um, all this kind of stuff. And my brother takes it very, very seriously. So, so my brother and I have not had the best of relationships. We rarely speak, and when we do, it's him talking about how the last true president we had was Bill Clinton, and me nodding along. Because honestly, Clinton wasn't that bad. Certainly not compared to Bush. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track. Um, point is, we don't have a great relationship. And then, I screwed up on Christmas. So I got an email yesterday. I, I sent him one a few weeks ago, saying thank you so much for helping out with this. Made a big difference, I really appreciate it. I finally got a response from him, just today, right, yesterday. And he said, just don't, and just one line, just don't stiff my wife on Christmas gifts next year. So I said, look, I dropped the ball on Christmas. That's true. That's my fault. But if you think that you're gonna use emotional blackmail on me, you're barking up the wrong tree. Because I'm not going to feel the least bit bad when there's someone trying to give me a guilt trip. See, now, right now, my brother is surrounded by people who tell him yes, or else he throws a little fit. My mother will, uh, will do anything in her power to make everything okay, to smooth it over. And that, that means saying, okay, Trenton, whatever. If she has to do that, she will. And of course, his wife 
is trying her best to keep a happy home. And while I'm sure she uh, takes him to task on things that are really important, I think she spends a lot of time saying, okay, Trenton, whatever. And so, wow. Sorry, um, little uh, momentary distraction there. There was a cop came up to an intersection, and despite the fact that his lights are flashing, he had to wait for cars to stop before he could go. That's something I, I really don't understand about this place. There's emergency vehicles. People just like buzz past them, ignore them, lights on, sirens. It's like one in five that actually pulls over. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, um, so yeah. My brother is basically surrounded by people who are saying, okay, Trenton, that's okay, we'll make this all right, don't worry about it. And so he throws little fits because he can. So he made his little, I don't even know if it's counted passive aggressive. It was basically a flat out aggressive slap at me for missing Christmas. And I said, look, I'm sorry, I did screw that up, but if I'd known that you were going to barter a good deed for Christmas gifts, I would have just hired somebody. Because at least they're honest about what the charge is. And he had basically the reaction of a brat who just got slapped for the first time. Just the open mouth, stark, I can't believe you're speaking to me like that. So, uh... He sends another sputtering email. Oh, I guess I'm the bad guy. Uh, you know what? Just don't ever bother giving us Christmas gifts ever again. Your gifts suck anyway. That kind of thing. And so, once again, I said I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be uh, talked to this way. I was mad at this point. I said, Christmas was my fault. Absolutely. But when you say stuff like, oh, I'm the bad guy now, you're deliberately trying to make yourself out to be the victim over what is frankly some petty bullshit. And I try not to swear on here, so I'm hoping that the truck covered it. Anyway. I said that this was, in the grand scheme of things, a petty issue and not a big enough deal for me to be upset about. So if he wants me to be upset about it, he's going to be out of luck. And every email he sent had two things in common. One, oh well I guess it's just my fault now which I was careful to enumerate. It's not your fault about Christmas. It is your fault about being a little brat. 
right now. And uh, so one, he would say, oh, it's all my fault now. And two, every time he sent an email, he would get a little bit further into the, oh, well, then don't do me any favors. And I was careful to point out that favors is exactly what I thought he was doing. I actually, in one of them, he said, the next time we speak, we'll be at mom's funeral, which is kind of good because he has taken to, you know, that teenager thing about, I don't call them mom and dad anymore. Now I call them Wayne and Jendi for I am an adult now, which means I don't recognize parents anymore. So, whatever, you little punk. I was right, holy cow. There's a rabbit. I thought I saw a rabbit in the path, but I wasn't sure. Sure enough, I doubt you can see it, but right there is Mr. Rabbit. Hello, Mr. Rabbit. Low lighting, glasses, still not there. However, it's better than most of the things I've seen. Anyway, I'll get back to that. Um, so yeah, my brother says the next time we talk, we'll be at mom's funeral, which I saw as a step ahead because at least he was calling her mom again. And I pointed out to him in the first one, he was saying, if you don't give me presents, then you may as well not give me presents ever again. Oh, clasp my hands to my heart. Tell me I can give you presents again. Oh. And then you followed up with, I'm not going to speak to you until mother's grave. Which, frankly, given the kind of kind things that you say, oh, I'm going to really miss out on this. And again, I was mad. I am, frankly, a lot smarter than he is. And so... This was the classic thing about don't argue with a moron. They will bring you down to their level and then beat you with experience. This is the kind of day it was. So, I failed on that one. I fed the troll. Either way, he says he's not talking to me anymore, which honestly I see as a win because he's a little dork. He's got a baby coming soon, and I gotta admit, I despair. I, I really worry about how that kid's gonna grow up, and I hate that. I wish, I wish that I could have faith in my brother that he will be able to raise a wonderful and happy child. I just don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, anyway. There's something I was going to talk about. Google Glass and low light. Oh, yeah. We went to uh, Medieval Times the other day. Long time ago, we went to Medieval Times and I took pictures from my phone. 
and uh, they turned out like crap. Whoa. Okay, normally on this shore of the man-made lake, I take pictures of the dog. However, today I can see the Mr. Stork, who, I kid you not, he's like two feet tall. He is right there on that shore. He has seen us and he's slowly walking away, but we're going to keep a respectful distance. Mr. Jasper and I, we're going to sit here and give Mr. Swan or Mr. Stork. Oh, there he goes. Flying majestically across the lake. Onto the other shore. Okay. Stay. Good boy. Yeah, that's a nice picture. Okay. So yeah, a long time ago we went to medieval times and I took pictures with my phone and they were crap. But what are you going to do? You know? We got some great moments and if they were blown out in color and if they were terrible resolution, what are you going to do? You know? So, uh, recently we went back there with Google Glass and our good friends at Cruzans. And, uh, and it was awesome. For one thing, rather than grabbing six pictures of questionable quality, I ended up with 150 pictures, some short films, and, uh, and they were all so beautiful. Just amazing color and just very vivid. It was just very cool. I should probably put some of those on Google+. But yeah, it was just the difference between the camera on Google Glass and the camera on my phone was really significant. <coughs> really noticeable. I cannot get over how good the images are on Google Glass. I'm hoping to get a new phone coming up soon. T-Mobile is making it very attractive with being ready to pay the ETFs and stuff like that. Oh, Snapdragon. I forgot to throw away the dog's poo. Alright, we'll do it when I get home. Anyway, yeah, T-Mobile's making it look really attractive. I don't know how good their network is in this area, which kind of is a big deal. But, uh, but they certainly do make it cheap. And it would mean that I get to move up to a phone that's less than five years old. People think it's funny. I've got Google Glass and a phone that's five years old. It's kind of funny. And the renters still haven't paid up.
some of them have. Some of them have shown a real lack of understanding for how leases work. They're in a roommate situation and apparently there's something of a falling out among the roommates. And one of them has said, hey, yeah. I basically said, look, for the last six months we've not had, we've not been current on the rent yet. So I think I've been pretty cool about it so far, but if we get to the middle of February, we still don't have this paid, I'm gonna start eviction, which I'll admit scares the hell out of me. It's something I've never needed to do as a landlord. Do not like being a landlord. If I can sell that house, I'm doing it. Anyway, so yeah, one of them says, yeah, but I've always paid on time. So I totally get you evicting those other guys, but not me, right? As though I can just split up the lease and say, you know what, I'm gonna get along, I'm gonna get by with just one third the rent. Morning. So, whatever. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Patrick McLean has a new book out. The Merchant Adventurer. It's on Patio Books. It's basically a uh, story about con men in a fantasy setting using fairy tales as a uh, as an elaborate con. Like, he's pulling the Sleeping Beauty on this mark. It's pretty clever. You get characters who walk up to the country bumpkin who's just come to the big city to become a hero and say, oh my lord, my sister who is of surpassing beauty has fallen foul some terrible curse and I cannot buy the potions needed to wake her. Take the bumpkin by the house and he sees the woman lying asleep And they say, only true love's kiss and this magic potion, which is on sale this week only, can wake the lady. That kind of thing. <clears throat> He's got a very good, reluctant hero. A con man who knows better is more or less forced into an adventure to save a girl from an evil wizard. <sighs> May sound like fantasy schlock, but in the hands of Patrick McLean, it's a kick-ass story.
Sorry, I was just thinking the story with my brother. If I were to tell it, it would sound like a story of surpassing pride. Like he was so full of pride, he couldn't let even a small slight get by. But then I realized that it's just as easy to see my position as one of pride. Couldn't just say, okay, Trenton, my fault, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. But then again, I'm the only one in his life who doesn't say yes, sir. And I think that's a good thing for him. But that too could be seen as an impressive amount of pride. So, yeah, started looking into motivations of stories recently, not just in my own life, but take things like Breaking Bad, every single misstep that Walter White took was one of pride. I mean, the times when he won and won big, those were times when he was uh, trying to pull his ass out of a mistake. But every mistake that he made was one of pride. And obviously he doesn't recognize that until the end. What about Firefly? Jane is clearly, I mean, he makes missteps that are clearly based on greed. There aren't a whole lot of heroes making mistakes in Firefly. You could argue that taking on the corpse was a mistake, but that one was clearly not pride. That was altruism of the he ain't heavy, he's my brother stripe. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, there was a whole lot of nobility. Ah, shindig. Where Malcolm got himself into a duel with a killer. That one was pride. Not so much in himself, but in Inara. So, yeah. Oh, hey, uh, YouTube offered to uh, do stabilization on the video in the last one I presented. I just thought it was funny because I turned on the preview, show me what it's like stabilized, and it looked pretty much exactly the same. 
because I apparently tend to hover in my head along like a chicken, apparently. So while it is bouncing, they're long, slow bounces and not the uh, radical that you get from most video. So anyway, we are back at the house. We have thrown away the dog poop. And uh, hopefully I will get my act together and get my words and we will see each other tomorrow.